We all have good times and we all have some bad times. Like the darkness turns to light, something just keeps pushing me on and on. I've got to have faith, 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 everybody, faith. Yeah, I've got to have faith, faith. I'm tired of being the loser and not the winner, living life and love like a beginner. I've been around and around to know happiness is still around, it can be found. But I know sometimes it's hard, uh-huh. So hard to see the truth, I know. But somehow deep in my heart, I know there's only one way. You've got to have faith. Hey, hey. Come on, hey, hey, everybody needs a little faith. Oh, you gotta have a little faith. Hey, oh, yeah, yeah.
crowd because it sounds so, can I say it this way, preacheristic. Isn't it predictable for a preacher to come out and say, stay close to Jesus? It sounds so cliche-ish, you know, it sounds so slogan-ish, stay close to Jesus. But if I don't say that, I won't be as clear as I need to be this morning because in addition to reading great books that teach us great lessons, in addition to having role models that will guide us, in addition to having mentors who will sit down with us and take time with us to help us get there, in addition to all of the strategies that life has to offer to get from where I am to where I'd like to be, it is incumbent upon me as your pastor and me as a preacher of the gospel to put at the center of this conversation, stay close to Jesus. And I think it occurred to me that, that, that this moment, that these verses really required lifting these thoughts because this blind man had what many of us have had, and that is some very good reasons to leave Jesus. Remember, the blind man doesn't know that Jesus is Jesus. In fact, even after the blind man was healed, if you go all the way down to verse 25, the blind man will say, I don't really know who he is. Even after the blind man was healed, he did not know much about Jesus. He didn't know Jesus was the son of a virgin. He did not know Jesus was baptized in the Jordan. He did not know that Jesus had heard from heaven, this is my beloved son, in him I well please. He didn't know that Jesus had, had, had a cousin named John the Baptist. He did not know that Jesus had walked on water. This blind man really didn't know much about Jesus at all, yet he stuck with Jesus. And I'm trying to understand, why did you stay there? John said that Jesus was walking down the street, saw the blind man, and the disciples that represent the church crowd started analyzing his problem. He didn't stay there because the disciples were welcoming. In fact, the disciples were so busy trying to get in his business, they didn't even discuss how to help him. Why did he stay there? Why did this blind man hang around Jesus. He was begging. Jesus didn't give him any money. The Bible didn't say that Jesus saw the blind man and gave him some money and then began talking. Here's a blind man who is overhearing Jesus and his disciples debate about his background. And I imagine he was sitting on the edge of his chair, standing on the edge of the curb, waiting to find out what Jesus had to say. The disciples said, this man is blind. Who sinned, him or his parents? And I imagine the blind man was waiting to see if Jesus would give an answer that was rooted in, in Greek philosophy because the Greeks believed that when you sinned in this body and died, that you came back in another body and your second body would inherit the pain based on the sins of your first body. That was the Greek understanding. And so there were certain sins which if you committed them, the Greeks believed if you did one thing wrong, there was a certain penalty that showed up in your next life. And so when the Greeks saw people who were sick, they assumed that in their previous life, they had done a particular grievous act. And so I imagine the, 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 the blind man was listening to see, I wonder if Jesus or this guy that who's, who's talking to them is going to give the Greek answer. The Jews believed that you could sin while still in your mother's womb, prenatal sin. 
I don't know how. Don't I'm not Jewish. Don't ask me. But the Jews believed that you could actually sin while you were in your mother's womb. And if you did, then you would be born with some kind of infirmity. They also believed that if your parents had any kind of sin, it would show up in your life. And so I imagine this, this blind man, having heard these philosophies, was, was listening to find out what answer Jesus would give. But what's interesting is that while this debate was going on, the blind man stayed there. I've been standing here and three people were debating about me and none of them spoke to me. I agree. If I knew you were conspiring to find out what was wrong with me, I would leave. When Job was sick, Job's friends came and, and said about Job, listen, you must have sinned, otherwise you wouldn't be going through all the hell you're going through. And Job kept his distance from his friends. Job stopped hanging out with them. But the blind man stayed there. Why the blind man stayed close enough to Jesus to be available for his blessings. It became clear to me that I had to figure out why. Because if he stayed close to Jesus, and as a result of that, disciples were ready to explain why the man was so blind. These disciples were ready to point their noses down at this man, lift their noses up against this man. But Jesus said, this is sin, y'all. You know, when people think they got you, I mean, when people think they found your weakness, when people think they can see what's wrong with you, often people will treat you based on what they know about And what's tragic is that we often internalize the negative things people say about us. People call you dumb long enough, you're going to see dumb looking back at you in the mirror. People call you lazy long enough, you'll end up getting up at the crack of noon every day. Are you ugly long enough? You'll buy chemicals, you use cream, you'll do everything you can to change the way you look because you just believe you're ugly. One of the great damages of racism and sexism and all other isms is that the model requires that I rise by putting you down. If I've been put down enough, I will in fact internalize the put down and feel as though what you said about me was correct. But this man said, Jesus, 
this blind man concluded that Jesus was willing to ignore the possibility of sin and just see him as a man who happened to be blind. What this suggests is that the man was able to stay close to Jesus in spite of how the disciples we're talking about it. I wondered about that until I heard this reminder, you know, we, we have a tendency to leave Jesus if the people around Jesus don't treat us right. Amen. I'm going to try not to preach they almost kill me at 7 o'clock. But if the people around the church, if the people around the pastor, if the people around the deacons, if the people on my pew, if the people who come to my service, if the people around Jesus don't treat me right, I have a tendency to reject Jesus. And what this blind man told me is this, of course the people around Jesus did not treat me right, but why should that stop me from staying close to Jesus? The people in the club don't treat me right. I keep going there. People at the bowling alley don't treat me right. I keep going there. People in the barbershop and the beauty shop talk about me. I keep going there. Why is it that the only place we expect people to be perfect is in church? If everybody in church had to be perfect to come, you would not be able to come. And what's interesting is that when people say, I'm, I'm not going to that church, I'm not going to serve God, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm going to listen to that preacher. Well, listen, if it's not First Baptist, go to Second Baptist. If it's not Second Baptist, go to Eighth Presbyterian. If it's not Eighth Presbyterian, go somewhere. But don't turn your back on Jesus because somebody rolled their eyes at you.
sun. He had felt the scorching rays of the sun, but had never seen the sun. He never had man had never seen a full moon. The man had never seen the twinkling stars cast on this backdrop of the black velvet sky. This man had never seen anything. He had lived his entire life in darkness. And here came somebody who said, not only can I help you, but I am the light. Listen, if anybody ever says to you, I have exactly what you need, you better listen some more. The problem is, you'll never meet anybody who's bold enough, who's arrogant enough, who's self-confident enough to tell you, I have everything you need. They may have money, but they may not have healing power. They may have medicine, but they may not have money. In other words, there is nobody, think of somebody, make up a list of all the people in your life who have claimed that they have everything you need, not one. Nobody's arrogant enough, nobody's foolish enough, nobody is willing to look you in your eye with a straight face and say, whatever you need, I have it, and not only do I have it, I'm willing to give it to you. And since we all need somebody, we can't get where we're going by ourselves, we can't maximize our potential by ourselves, we can't just read our way to the next level, we can't just jog our way to the next level, we certainly can't eat our way to the next level, we can't learn our way to the next level, we need somebody who will pick us up when we stumble, somebody who will encourage us when we're discouraged, somebody who will inspire us when we're down, and the only person who is alive and has ever lived who has claimed to have everything you need is Jesus. Your doctor doesn't even have everything you need from the perspective of health. If you go to your cardiologist and your feet hurt, he's going to send you to another doctor. You go to the foot doctor and your head hurts, you're going to another doctor. Even your doctors don't have everything you need from the perspective of health. But Jesus is the one who said in Matthew 6.33, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and what? All these things, everything you need, and it unto you. Let me tell you something. If you're wondering about whether Jesus is really Jesus, if you're wondering about whether Jesus is really God, if you're wondering about whether or not Jesus can really change you, just stick around to see if Jesus is Jesus anyway. Jesus is the only person that this blind man ever heard say, Somebody has what I need. I need to stick as close as I can to him or to her. My wife has everything I need in certain categories.